Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. There's no earthly way of knowing. Good man. Which direction we are going? Direct the El Camino. It would have been DWI. We have reached a tipping point. Mr. and Mrs. America from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. <laughs> Welcome to the tipping point. Uh, this is Larry Goodman. Uh, the bombastic sitting, Larry Goodman. Sitting in for... <laughs> I tried. <laughs> sitting in for Stephen Palladium this evening is Matt Hankins. How are you doing, Matt? Story of my life. You know, Larry, <laughs> it was about... <laughs> It was about seven years ago on a night just like this. It was a cold, drizzling rain. I was on a headset doing this podcast, and the Crimson Tide was beating LSU. And here we are again, not too far <laughs> after. Nothing's changed. <laughs> uh, yeah, bad weekend for uh, Atlanta. Of course, the Falcons going down to defeat. I felt bad for my city. I did. I felt bad for everybody. Um, I tried to yeah. warn all my Georgia friends, like, guys – you don't know what this likes. You don't know what this day is going to be like. It's going to be horrible for you. Win or lose, it's a bad day. You hey, but, but you it could be worse. Fun. It could be worse. We you could, could be, be the New Orleans Saints. We could be the New Orleans Saints. And, and losing that game the, the way wound. they did. <laughs> anything to salve the wound of a Falcons fan is a dagger to the heart of the New Orleans Saints, and so that oh. certainly was received. So, uh, Mr. Steve has a family obligation tonight, a, ch- a child-rearing obligation that is going to keep him from being with us. He should be back on the next show. Uh, our guest this evening is the current AWE uh, GWC, Georgia Wrestling Crown Champion, Chip Day. He's also now a two-time PWX uh, ITV champion, and he'll be calling in here shortly. But uh, before we get to him, uh, Mr. Hankins, what's on your mind this evening? It's cold, um, which reminds <laughs> me of the last time I ran a wrestling show. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's not, it's not as cold as that now. That we ain't time. even close. We ain't even close to as cold as it was the last time I ran a wrestling show. <laughs> um, I got to tell you, though, man, I'm going to take this opportunity to toot my own people's horn because – not one of the boys complained in a real way, and the people showed up. We drew our, our regular house plus 20 or so um, uh, in 30-degree weather, 
on New Year's Eve. I was just flabbergasted to hear that you actually drew, yeah, not only your regular house, but a few more than that. Yeah. And for an outdoor show in that weather, I mean, that's some diehard people. Larry, when I looked up, we're putting the ring together, and it's, you know, I've talked to the guys in the back. I'm like, you know, let's just go do this thing. Let's have a good time. Whoever's here will do it for them. But, you know, I know that's not the way to go into it, but I'm being realistic. I don't ever like to lie to the boys um, because, I, you know, we can see out the gate where we're setting up, and there was like eight people there at ten minutes till showtime. <laughs> so I walked back out. The doors are now open. I'm like, you know what? I'm glad you guys brought a bunch of friends and family. It'll look good at least. And um, I hear the holler. Somebody yells at me, hey, we need some more chairs. I'm like, what? Did we break some chairs? What happened? Because I know we <laughs> put out a number, and I said, there's no way we're going to fill this number of chairs up. It's cold as shit. And um, next thing I know, they're in there. And if if we lost, maybe we lost eight people through the duration of the show. I, I would not have been, and this is uh, this is a dead serious shoot. I would not have been more proud if there had been six hundred people there. Um, I could not have I could not have been more proud and more happy to be supported by that town the way that we were. Um, it was it was really sort of humbling. It really you know I'm not a person who's ever humbled, <laughs> um, but that that caught me off guard, man. I wasn't ready for that. I I got to ask, how did you attempt to heat that space? Uh, under those conditions? Luckily, I know people. And by people, I mean ox. <laughs> I said ox. I said, you know, I knew what we had on hand. Tim had a few, couple things at the building. And luckily, he, let me say, I also need to give Tim a big shout out too because um, he hoodooed away. So that building primarily is used as a, a bridal facility. They have a lot of weddings yeah. in there. And so the locker room that we're normally in is sort of like the storage room. It's very nice for for a wrestling locker room. It's super nice. There's an air conditioner. There's easy access to get in and out. You can get to the bathrooms, all that stuff. Well, on the other side is the actual bridal suite where the bride gets dressed and she gets ready and her people come in and they tend to her. And it is extremely nice. It is nicer than any place we should ever be in. (laughs) Um, And it has its own bathroom and there's all this like antique furniture and all this and it's decorated nicely but it's heated and tim got us in there <laughs> i said well all right we're already looking up something <laughs> look boys i can keep you warm 90 percent of the show if you can just go out there and run around a little bit um, I, can, <laughs> I can make it work so um ox brought heaters that he had on hand um we stationed them throughout the arena did the best we could and i went to walmart and bought a metric ton of hot chocolate, we set up a microwave and said, "Come get it, help yourself." I didn't even sell it to him, Larry. I didn't even sell it to him. <laughs> I'm I glad you didn't have the heart to do that. <laughs> did not have the heart to sell it to him. Gave it away. But uh, oh we, man, we did our thing. We had fireworks. We did everything. <laughs> hey, so that brings me to like, so what's the plan going forward? Um, the plan is to look at the weather and see what it will allow. Um, the city has pretty much let us, you know, as long as there's no giant scheduling conflict, we can use that venue as we need to until we get stationed. Um, we're not done by a long shot. Um, Tim obviously is super busy with the transition of his building 
over as a restaurant space now. Um, and as soon as that's done, he has got a place that he's looked at, um, he feels confident in, and as soon as all the paperwork and all the contracts are dry, we're going to kick her off again. Um, we'll be in the area. We probably won't be in Porterdale proper, but we'll be in that area, and we'll keep trucking right along. So the next show will be in the new venue, or you may try to run outdoors um, again before I, then? Or? I, I, we, I am searching, looking for a date to do one before that. I'm, I'm hoping to do something um, in February. If we can get a little break in the weather and nothing's going on, um, we'll have an announcement. I, would, I expect to have something to announce this week. Cool. Well, I'll look forward to seeing what, what that may be. Um, you know, I wanted to touch on, we got a couple of um, very busy buildings here in Georgia uh, mm-hmm. in the near future. Yeah. <laughs> um, I imagine you're thinking about the same things I am, but I mean mm-hmm. Cornelia, uh, the the capital of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the most recent development is that uh, there was a screw up. Sounds like on the part of the venue where Charles was uh, Anschutz was going to have Southern Fried run on February. What is that? The third, and yeah. he just found that yeah that that's not going to happen because of some issue with the venue, and he is moving his show to the Landmark Arena in Cornelia. Um, what a weird year. Uh, We're already yeah. in a weird time, and it's just January. <laughs> I mean, um, and then then what, one fall uh, power factory is coming in on the, what, the 14th? Mm-hmm. And then the following weekend, of all things, Luke Hawks is bringing Wildcat Pro Wrestling from New Orleans to run that building. And uh, not, not to mention that you've got NCW every Friday night. Every Friday. And, Anarch- and Anarchy NRG, on the alternate, the hottest on thing alternate going Saturdays. Right now, every other Saturday. I mean, it, and you know what? If there is a building that should be treated that way, it's that one. Um, they've done amazing work to the building. Who wouldn't want to run a show in there? Um, well, yeah. And get it. More power to them. Um, it's and you know, common wrestling thinking is no way in the world would that ever happen. But ain't nothing gonna hurt Anarchy. I mean, they're just too hot. <laughs> they're they're just too hot right now. And I think just having something going there. If you got the the rent ain't going nowhere. It's gonna be rent on the building. <laughs> you know that those. Those bills don't go away, so you might as well put something in there if you can. No, I mean it's 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 certainly fine for Rick Michaels and company. And you know, QT Marshall cited this, and when I talked to Luke Cox, he said the same thing. You you can come in and run a show, and you've got a turnkey op, a, a, a operation. Yep. And kudos to the to Rick for getting that building in the kind of shape where people can just come in and run a show, and it's easy mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And uh, now's the right time to do it when it's not scorching hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and it's you know they they've got the heating situation reasonably good there. Uh, yeah. I mean, there was a problem with the pipes that kept one of the NCW shows from happening recently when it was very cold. But it did uh, I take mean, a modicum but, of pride that I ran outside in the cold in that show. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "What are we doing here, guys?" <laughs> I didn't have a roof. Yeah, I, I mean, did it. <laughs> well. I mean, we can only hope that February will not be as cold a month as January has been, in December have been here. We, we shall see. 
Uh, I guess we're going, we may have a little snow here tonight in Atlanta. We'll see if that it was really, 50 uh, degrees. The, the forecast called for 50 ooh. degrees when I made the final stand to run our show on New Year's Eve. That was when I looked at the long-term forecast. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. We're going to be great. And, you know, the, the ball games were typically, you know, last year those, those college football playoff games were that, that night. So I was like, all right, we'll, we'll work around that. And didn't have to because they were on New Year's Day this year. And then the cold hit us. But, yeah, um, when I found out that NCW wasn't running, I was like, well, okay. One for us. <laughs> we'll take we'll take the victories we can get. We'll take them. <laughs> so another uh, building that's going to be busy is uh, the VFW Fairgrounds in Carrollton. Um, surprising development there that UIW is going to come in and run there in February, and they're bringing in Caleb Conley for this show. And, you know, that's been, uh, as everyone knows, the home of Peach State Wrestling, you know, except for a few months, I think, back a few years. But they've been in there like six, seven years now. I had to read that nine times to make sure that I wasn't messing something up. Yeah. (laughs) I just kept reading it because I could not believe that 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 building was going to host a UIW show. I couldn't believe it. Because I'm old school, <laughs> where I'm from, those two hate each other, <laughs> and and I just I got fired for trying to go work that building when I was working for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might have, you, you might have a little bit of hate coming again here if if this goes as this goes forward because uh, Peach State has one more date in the building, uh, and then after that. Um, they got they got that January twentieth, and I think they have one. I'm not sure if they've got one more in February. I thought they had one more in February, and then that's all the bookings they've got there. And, and then it's, and that we'll is see what happens. The only thing that can trip them up, they've been sort of isolated from any other you know booking changes, talent changes, all that stuff. They just power right through. The only thing that's ever given them any trouble is when they're not in that building. Mm-hmm. I don't understand them because they're they're never, you know. In most cases, they're not far away from that building, but you know, people are creatures of habit, and you go to the fairgrounds to watch wrestling. That's where you go, and if it's not there, you you know they they start looking around on you. So that will be an interesting development, um, and you know I, maybe I'm I'm not as plugged in to everywhere since PCW is my thing now, but you know they're in a bit of a transition period. It looks like to me. You know I see some new faces on the card and some angles going in different ways. Um, they're in a bit of a transition, and it will be very interesting to see how this all plays out. Obviously, yeah. they have the infrastructure and the right people. It's the best-case scenario if you're in that, if you're having to deal with this to have that crew they have. But it will be something to keep an eye on. I think that's a fair assessment, that they're in a tr- somewhat of a transition and a rebuilding phase uh, with, with new people, you know, some of the – Folks that have been there no longer there, like AJ Steele and Pandora, and it looks like you know Bill Barons has finished up his run as his uh, brilliant managerial run there is over. Yeah. So, and they're bringing in some some good talent, but not talent that's not not folks that are known to the uh, Peach State fans, and they tend to yeah. kind of stick with the people they like, and they're a little slow sometimes to take to new yeah. people. Yeah. So. Um, and you know, with with UIW running there essentially as the western arm of AWE and with the talent that Peach State brings in not only is it a different building 
for UIW, it's a different style of everything going on down there. Like West Georgia mm-hmm. is now the work rate capital of the state. <laughs> well, is that, that is true. That's going to be coming. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a, diff- a, a different style of show for yeah. sure um, than than what than what is usually seen there. Given given that yeah, it is largely the AWE roster that is now the UIW roster. Yeah. Um, well, and of course that's not a um, that's not a cheap building to run. It's either. not. Uh, um, it's not. It it it's a great place, but you got to be you got to be on your toes because it's so big that you got to have a big house, you know, for the financial aspect and just for the quality of the show aspect. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. turn out a small crowd in there, it it just tampers the energy down. Um, it, yeah. It, it's hard to deal with. You know, I've, I've never really been in there when it was a problem, but you could see that if you lost 15 here or 30 here, it would be a very different feeling show because that is incredibly important. Well, and a couple of those Peach State shows leading into um, Thanksgiving turmoil where they were not drawing well and they were down in the one thirty, one fifty. Yeah. Of course, they had those. Some of those were in the other building too, in that other yeah. space. But yeah, I mean, it's it's you definitely feel the difference when it, when the crowd gets down there. You know that that building is made for two fifty or three hundred to really get it yeah. get the right kind of energy yeah. going in it. That's what you did. You know, that's what they built on for all those years. Was even when the the wrestling was not top tier, you were able to use the energy of that crowd, and it didn't matter. You could take um, you could take Mike Jackson versus Ace Haven, and it felt chaotic. It felt loud. It felt crazy because you just had the people so into those things, and it it frees you up to do to do less, uh, you know, hold for hold stuff, and do a lot more positive gaga. And you got to have some of that out there because that's what those people are used to. Um. Moving on to other matters, we're expecting Chip to be calling in here shortly. Uh, Southern Fried seems to have gotten off on the right foot this year. Well, they closed out well with a, a big showing, a big crowd in Loganville, and um, had a good show this last Saturday night in Monroe. So, uh, you know, they they seem to be, um, you know, building a little bit of momentum here. The Loganville pictures were, quite honestly, shocking. Yeah. Um, for your, for it to be your off town. On an odd night, you know, not your, your nothing regular. They hadn't been there in a while, and they literally just filled that place up. Um, and it, I don't, it's so hard on a thing like that to know what did it. Did it just fall at the perfect time, and it was a lull in what was going on? Um, is that something you can keep up? I don't know, but you got to get credit for doing it once, and they certainly did it once. <laughs> well, it, it was interesting to me uh, to hear Charles say that. Um, Team I, the Carnies, did get yeah. folks to come. They they did yeah. they did draw a certain uh, element of fans that otherwise would not be at a, at a Southern Fried show. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, um, we lucked out on that same kind of deal by having Rob Kiljoy in from the Ugly Ducklings. We had you know a, a row of people that were just there to see Rob Kiljoy. Um, in a time where I've been guilty of saying, ah, you know. I don't know who's a draw anymore and this, that, and the other thing. There are people. Um, and it it's just a weird 
it's such a weird thing given that we have a promotion in AWE that is tailor-made for those people, but nobody seems to be able to grab all of them at the same time. If you can mm-hmm. get them all at the same time, there is some sort of, you know, you see there's a reason that NXT camps at, center, at city stages for, for three days. There's a reason ROH runs that building. Those people are here, you know, they're in, or at least in striking distance, um, but it's just hard to get them all in one place at the same time. Yeah, and, and AWE has certainly uh, papered those buildings uh, when, when Ring of Honor was in town, and you know they're just—it's hard to get people to cross over and go to other independent shows unless they're the the diehard people that love AWE, know what it is, know what they're going to get, and will will you know follow them anywhere to, to see that show. And yeah, it's 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 tough to get any any other folks to uh, convert over. Yeah, it, it's it's so strange, and it's not like everybody's not busting their humps and I mean they're AWE brings in the talent that you think those people want to see but you just never know they're they are a fickle bunch um when it comes to what they go see I don't know why juxtapose that with like our crowd or with the normal peach state crowd or with the normal southern fried or anarchy crowd um those people come to see the promotion name and these other guys kind of come to see some of the names on the card. Um, and it's a fine line you have to walk. If you can hit that mix, you're doing great. But, man, that mixture is hard to crack. Well, it was interesting to me, too, to go to, to, go to the AEW show when I was up in Chicago. And basically it's the – what, you know, I think it's probably what Josh Wheeler wishes AWE could be in terms of the draw. I mean – Five, six, seven hundred people. Now, of course, Chicago is a bigger market, but I also sure. think it's a different market, and has just mm-hmm. uh, just more folks that are that are into that yeah. kind of wrestling and want to show show up. I mean, like freelance runs there and does well too. But, but man, it was impressive to see six hundred people. For now, the talent lineup was incredible. Uh, and then they announced uh, that they were bringing Nido in in February. Sold out five hundred seats in uh, in ninety minutes for that show. Yeah. So they've they've got a yeah. they've really got it going on. I'm getting in a car and driving to uh the Glory Pro show for Naito myself. You know, I <laughs> I hadn't done much of that in a long time. But you know what? How often am I going to get to see Naito, you know, in a in a car ride distance strike. So, let's make it. Happen. Right. Right. Well, the guest of honor has arrived. We are joined now by Georgia Wrestling Crown champion and the two-time PWX ITV champion, Chip Day. How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, man. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Old good. Chippy Two Belts. What's up, man? <laughs> it's been a minute, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How's everything your way? You know what? I ain't got no complaints. Who's going to listen to them anyways, Chip? <laughs> um, well, I mean... Obviously, uh, if you complain enough, people people do listen. I've found that out over the years. So. <laughs> you, you have that is a talent of yours. Um, that is a skill set you have that not all of us can master. But you got it down. <laughs> hey, well, let's if we could start with your uh, most recent uh, weekend foray into uh, PWS. Could you talk a little bit about that, please? Yeah, um this past weekend was uh was two thousand eighteen X sixteen tournament 
And uh, round number one, I drew Harlem Bravado, uh, which honestly, it was one of my people were like, oh, well, the year just started, like, whatever. Uh, it, it's one of my favorite matches of the year already, so fuck it. Like, it was, I had a lot of fun in that match. Um, he went up with, uh, with Angel's Wings. I actually, like, there's this thing that happens to me in matches where, like, if I get rocked, like by a real hard shot or something. Like I have, I have like this, uh, this sense of like deja vu. Like most of the time I'll, it's weird. Like I'll have dreams and I'll be like, Oh, I'm in a ring. And I feel like I just got like knocked really, really silly. Um, so that happened in this match, uh, twice actually. So yeah, a little bit, a little bit of deja vu. Um, and then, uh, you know, I've, I've had that opportunity knocks, contract for almost a year and I saw you know Darius Lockhart in a weakened state and I decided you know screw it I'm going to take everything that PWX has, has promised me since you know day one of walking in the company and not delivering so it's 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 just time for me to start taking what what I feel is mine um so I walked out there and I kicked him in the face and I walked away with a, a really nice shiny belt I'm glad that I was supposed to have three years ago. Go with the fastball. Go with the fastball. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I only have one speed. Let's go. And then night two. Well, then they uh, uh, paid you back by putting you to scramble the next night. Yeah, right. Like, I'm going out there. um, I'm talking. I'm doing a very good job at talking. Um. And then Kevin Kelly interrupts me and tells me that, you know, these competitors, more than one, are about to get a shot at at my title, and it it was all good until you know, I, well, one I saw Joe Black walk down the aisle, and I I knew I was gonna get hit really hard, <laughs> and then uh, I saw Darius Lockhart run towards me and punch me in the face, and I did get hit really hard, but um, I'm I'm looking in my wrestling bag right now, and uh, I'm still chippy two belts, so. <laughs> <laughs> Man who needs a bigger suitcase. <laughs> to tote. I, mean, I do like, need a bigger suitcase. Because, like, I mean, you're not toting around small belts. Those are big, no. hulking, just giant belts. Well, like, okay, so, like, the PWX belt is probably, like, traditional, like, TV title size. But, like, yeah, the AWE belt is, they're, it's big. I mean, both of them are heavy, but, like, I'm really thankful that at least I'm not carrying around that New South belt, or as I like to call it, <laughs> I was the just about to say, I was just about to mention that ridiculous um, uh, tombstone of a belt. <laughs> <laughs> the Shug is a giant belt. <laughs> That's why Odinson had it for so long, because nobody else could literally carry it around. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, he's probably going to use it as like a headband or something to hold his ass open. So. <laughs> oh, There we go. I'm back. <laughs> I thought I lost it for a minute. Um, so, like, PWX is one of those things that you have been around for so long. Um, tell me about what it is that makes that place, you know, it, it's, it feels like it's always hot and cold to me. Like, it's super fire for a minute, and then there'll be a lull, and then something will happen that will just blow it up again. What? Where do you mm-hmm. think they are right now? 
Um, I think after this weekend that we are back on, and I say we because I definitely consider that a home of mine. You know what I mean? Like, I've been there, God, what, the last five years? Five, six years? Jesus, I'm getting old, man. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, like, it's one of those things of, um, we're on we're on the upswing again, I feel. Um and I keep going back because I wanna see that place grow. I wanna see a place that, you know I've helped whether anybody wants to admit it or not, I helped build that place. Um I was setting up the ring and putting out chairs for people, you know, maybe fifteen paid in Lancaster, South Carolina in two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. So for, for people to even have the audacity to say that I didn't help build that place is, is ridiculous. But I mean, that's, that's what keeps me going back. And I think that's what keeps a lot of people watching is they want to see, they want to see this little place blow up to where it, people, I think, view it as, uh, as worthy of being, you know, like I think people see us on the same level as, as a ring of honor or, or an evolve. Um, the talent but is yeah, certainly man. there for that branding. There, the talent is 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 there. Is it is it just a matter of having a hot angle click at the right time with the right couple guys? That, I is, think is yeah, that that's exactly what from? it is, man. That's that's it's that's wrestling. You know what I mean? You got to have yeah. all the pieces. You got to have yeah. all the pieces there at the right time, and you can have all the right pieces there, and it could just not be the right time. But uh, yeah, there's some interesting things that have uh, developed with with PWX recently like I'm, I mean I really hope we get we keep the uh the team Bob Evans and and Kevin Kelly coming around because I, I love Bob to death and you know he's he's been a big help to me over the last couple of years so like to see that happen like to see Bob keep coming back would be really cool um so yeah dude it, like I think uh I think everything's coming into place and the time's going to be right real soon so people just need to keep watching when a guy like Bob a... is a go ahead Larry go ahead no, I just wondering if you, did you get a read on what, what how those shows drew over the weekend? Um, I would say both shows probably had about four hundred people at them. All right, that works. Uh, what I was gonna say when a guy like Bob is around, especially for you, Chip. I mean, like you've been doing this long enough that in the ring you know what you're doing. What are you trying to learn from a guy like that? Uh, it's. how to be smarter and how to be more creative about what I do. Like I can be creative about my stuff and and keep switching it up, but there are times and I know Larry has watched plenty of my matches to, to know that I've, there's been plenty of times I've gotten comfortable and stuck with the same formula more often than not. Um, but you know, uh, it's that switching it up. It's finding different ways to do things. Um, I mean, I went to a our back in like May and he actually taught me uh he taught me a few technical things that I thought were really cool like actual like chain wrestling things not just not just way to think like business wise or psychology wise which I they were really cool things and I'm gonna have to get him to, to walk me through them again because uh they slipped my mind already because I'm back into just flipping my hair around and kicking people in the face <laughs> Along those lines, you are a guy who you do try new things. You try to add a little here, try to add a little there. Do you have sort of a final form 
in mind. Let me give you an example. Like, I know what I'm going to get out of a Chris Hero match. Uh, he, he's in his final form, and I don't say that as a derogatory comment. Like, I know, I know what's coming a lot of times. Jimmy Rave is another guy that I, I know where they're going to go. I know a lot of what they're going to get there to. Do you, do you have a final form like that in your mind, or do you want to be a guy who's just always sort of unpredictable? I think I need to be a guy that's that's always growing and being the same. Um, I don't think there is a final form for me, and if there is, I don't I don't see it anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach Super Saiyan God and then be done. <laughs> when I see the hair come out as blue, I'll know you've reached it. <laughs> yeah, it's been purple. It's been green. It's it's brown now. Like, yeah, I was gonna say you've been close to blue. Now maybe not quite blue, but yo, that purple, that purple got real. <laughs> hey Chip, um, I listened with interest to your interview with uh, Jeffrey Taylor, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, there were a few things you said in there I'd like to follow up on. Not a, not personal okay. life stuff, but wrestling, wrestling stuff. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, well, one of the things that uh, he had his guard up real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't hit me with no bullshit, Goodman. <laughs> no, one of, one of the things you said was uh, you, that you were you thought you were polarizing to your peers. Fanned on that a little bit. <laughs> I uh, I don't think I have to question where I stand with anybody that I consider a peer in this business. Um, I know how to read people very well. <laughs> and either you like me, you love me, or you hate me. Um, and I don't think there's any in between. I think people try to put on a mask when they're around me because some people are too. Can I cuss on the air? Because I mean, that's it. me. And, yes. Okay, fuck it. Yes. Some people are too pussy to admit how they feel about me, so it's whatever, and they won't do anything if if they if I'm on a show with them, so it's whatever. But uh, yeah, man, like I've, you know, there's been plenty of people that that. You know, have have been I've been on bad terms with, or they've been on bad terms with me, and we've we've squashed the bullshit. But like, there's still those people that won't. That they got Twitter fingers, man. They'll mm. they'll they'll bark and bark and bark, and then when they see me in in real life, they can do shit. So it's mm. whatever. But and then those that those that love me are gonna have my back through anything because you know that's those are my friends, that's my family, and. That's, that's really how it is, and whether it's true or not, that's that's how I view that's how I view how people see me. So, um, you, we, he was asking you about you know teaching other guys, and one of the things you mm-hmm. said was do you said you you um, teach guys or tell guys do as I say, not as I've done. Yeah, and I was just wondering what you're referring to. Um. For the last five or six years, well, really like five or six years ago, I should say, I was a big old heat magnet. I was a young-ass kid running around acting a fool, talking a whole bunch of shit that I probably didn't need to be talking. And I think that kind of hurt the way that older guys viewed me and guys that actually, you know, could book me on shows and stuff like that. And I went away for a while, and then I came back, and I think I had a perspective, you know how to act and who to be. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just acting right. That's, that's the whole thing I would, 
I would preach more than anything to, to young dudes. And like I know you fairly well. We've been around each other for a good long time. Um, I never got that read off you because we've always been cool. Do you think a lot of that came out of just your own personal frustration with trying to sort of break through to the next level? Probably, probably, because, like, I didn't – again, man, I didn't know how to act, so I was like, you know, I guess I'll just go about this the best way that I can think of. And I don't know. I get angry about things sometimes when I don't get my way, and I lash out, and sometimes it – helps my case sometimes it really works against me which yeah yeah (laughs) so does some of that that come from being brought up in the business by a lot of old school dudes and just realizing that you've been dropped into a world that's not like that anymore i think so because like you know even coming up from like hearing it from my peers and like seeing guys get get their hard work rewarded like granted they've they've been on that global stage where I'm still waiting to break out to that but it's it's one of those things where if hard work is rewarded well where the fuck is my reward yeah you know what i mean like yeah, yeah and that i might sound like a selfish prick saying that but like man <laughs> i'm like killing myself no, throw me a bone it. please it makes sense. I mean, when you're a guy who is very talented in the ring, you know, when that when that cannot be called into question, it has to get aggravating. When you see people who do similar things that you do that might not be quite as crisp or you, you don't deem it quite as good, um, I can imagine that that is, that is irksome to a, to a very big degree. Um, and, you know, like you said, you just got to figure out how to deal with that. And once you master that, then, you know, the path kind of opens up to you, hopefully. But, yeah, I, I, that makes sense. Yeah, like, on that note, like, that's, that's something I've kind of I've kind of been able to get a little better about lately. But there's there are things that I'm still seeing that uh, I try to not let my let my mouth and, and fingers override me on social media and in locker rooms and in cars and stuff. And so, yeah. Did it ever affect I, anything in the ring? Do you I think? don't think so. Like if anybody's gonna hit me hard, whatever. You know I'm gonna yeah, give it back to you of, just as just as hard. Yeah. Like Well, you've never been one to shy away from hitting people hard, so that really shouldn't be Oh, <laughs> well, I mean they, if anybody has a problem with how I hit people, they can take it up with my trainers. They they told me to do all that shit, so <laughs> That man, and I was like, you remember me, Larry? I was, I was all of 145 pounds trying to, trying to like throw. So I had to, one, I had to do stupid stuff. Two, I had to hit people hard. So. Yes, I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Chip, I was curious about, um, you know, you were you were talking in the general area of the thing how, you know. Fans viewing people, uh, wrestlers as heels and faces seems to be fading. And you said something. You said that people are uh, more latching on to what's real. Mm-hmm. Um, could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, I think if anybody views fans as being – okay, let me take this back. Anybody that views all fans as being just – idiots that you know are 
they got chalk or dirt on their back and you're just going to take their money because they're dumb. Anybody that views fans like that, y'all need to wake the fuck up and, and get back, get into 2018 and realize that everybody is a lot smarter than you give them credit for. Um, and people aren't going to sit there and, you know, like some people like gimmicks and, and like characters and stuff like that. And like, that's cool. But when you are a character in real life and, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to put on something that you're not and act like a person that you haven't been your entire life, then people, people see that they respect that and they latch onto it because you're not being fake. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's what I meant by, by that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, people gave me shit for the longest time about being, being this, I, I guess, complaining little, little punk kid that, you know, is just a loud mouth and wants his way all the time. But it's, it, it wasn't one of those things where I did it one or two times and it, it didn't get over and, and it didn't get the reaction I wanted. Like, no, it, I kept doing it because that's how I really feel about a lot of things. And people, well, you know what? He's, he's passionate about what he wants out of life and passionate about what he has and wants to protect and, and stuff like that. So like, I think people started stop. They stopped playing along, and they were like, "Oh, I really like this guy." So, mm-hmm. yeah. Hashtag respect pop. <laughs> kind of true. Like you, you, you talk about how fans are different, and you work in front of a very diverse kind of fan. You know, you still you, AWE, PWX. That's a certain kind of people. Um, but you still will do the Southern Frieds, you know, um, when you've worked Peach State, PCW, all those places. Those are different kinds of people. And oh, the absolutely. common denominator is uh, Chip Day is typically going to be beloved in most of those places. Um, so something – you must connect on some level. Um, and do you think it's just luck. being real? <laughs> That's what it is. You're, you're, you're almost attainable, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the girls think if they, if they put on just enough makeup and they get you at just the right time, they, they, they can have you. Yeah, man. I think <laughs> your hot topic I, cheek is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, I mean that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, no, I mean, like, yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like people know when they come to, to a show that I'm on, and they, if they're going to come to see me that they they do it because I'm not an act. I'm not something that was manufactured overnight to make money. I'm not something that I'm not being a person that I haven't been my entire life. I'm not a kid that grew up one way and is now all of a sudden acting a different way to get attention and make money. Yeah. 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 So I th- I think that's why people latch on. Um, I think that's why they supported me for so long and continue to do so. Um, even even when I've been an idiot and you know said mean things to people and done terrible things to uh, to children, screamed at them and made them cry. So so for you, who who is you're a professional wrestler that's you know you you know the business in that you've been in it forever no you're even though you're young in years um you've been doing this for a long time 
So yeah. you, you take something like the hierarchy, right? And you're you're clearly being pushed as this big heel faction, but you're still beloved by the people. Does that do you take that as a challenge to make them hate you? Or are you of the mindset, you know what, the people are going to like what they're going to like. I just got to go out here and do the best performance. Yeah, they're going to like what they're going to like, but at the same time, I'm still going to try and do stuff to to get to get whatever kind of reaction that I want out of them that isn't positive. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a challenge, absolutely. But at the same time, I know people are going to they're going to like what they're going to like, and there's nothing I can do to to control how they react to me. So you just got to roll with it, man. So Chip, looking at 2018 a little bit. Well, wait a minute. One other thing before you look at 2018, I got to ask you about the match at show of the year. I wasn't there, but I heard about it. And of course, Suave being ill in the ring. What kind of like, what was that like? I mean, you have got an opponent who's under the weather and so forth. Um, it was like going into it. It was cool. Um, and then, like, we got in there, and I'm pretty sure I was the one that started him not feeling well. Like, even, oh. like, in the ring. Um, there, was a, there was a point at the beginning of the match where, like, I push-kicked him to the ropes and followed him in, and I gave him a knee, but it was real solid. Like, it, I caught him in the stomach and everything, and maybe three minutes after that, I heard him say, I feel like I'm going to throw up to the ref. And I was like, oh, this is about to be great. <laughs> and then and then it happened, man. <sighs> How much shit did you hear from Ox after that? <laughs> oh, man, I heard a lot. I heard a lot of shit. Because oh, I was still hearing it when he came to bring the ring to my show several weeks later. <laughs> What a weird year for CB2. He had that that happened to him thing where uh, Tommy Dreamer gave a garbage can to a fan and they shot it right in his face and split him open. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, guys. I was getting another call and I didn't recognize the number. No, oh, there'll be some hot money coming in. <laughs> uh, no, it's supposed to be food. Um, oh, <laughs> well, that's a important second. Hey, can you call this number real quick? Y'all are y'all are getting real shit day right now. Sorry about this. I'm, I'm that's all right. Gonna handle it. Life happens. <laughs> what else can you do? As a man who does a lot of podcasts, I've had this very scenario come up a number of times. <laughs> yeah. It's one thing about the podcast game. You just got to roll with whatever. Just got to roll with it. And God forbid anybody should leave their house to go get food. That's crazy talk, Larry. That's absolutely <laughs> crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Well, it's Uber Eats, so I ordered out, man. They should be here now. <laughs> my Uber Eats driver was in front of my house last oh, time. Called me, told me he couldn't find it. <laughs> my brother just pulled up. I'm happy about this. <laughs> I feel bad because I don't know where I put my wallet to give him a tip. Okay, back to wrestling. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, 2018. What? Who do? You, who would you like to get in the ring that you have not been in with yet? Um, man, honestly, like my matches, my matches that I really want these days are, um, I want to wrestle Matt Riddle. 
Mm, I'd watch that. Um, then going somewhere quiet. Sorry about that, guys. Um, so Matt Riddle <laughs> and uh, uh, fucking Davy Rittman. Davy Richards is my white whale for a singles match. <laughs> is that um, never happened? No, no, we've done. We did That's the three way at, yep. at Academy. And we did the four-way at uh, at Masquerade. Masquerade. We've never had a singles match ever. Wow. Ever. Um, so Riddle, Daisy would be cool. Um, I want to wrestle David Starr again in 2018 because that's always a fun time. Uh, who else? I really – man, ACH would be a fun match in 2018. Oh, yeah. I'd watch that, yeah. Um. Yeah. God, man, you know, I, I want to wrestle so many people. I want to get out to California. I want to wrestle everybody out there. Uh, fuck. Who do I think would be really fun for me? Cause, dude, like, the thing is, there's so much good talent out there right now that I can't even just be like, oh, I want to wrestle this person. Like, I want to wrestle everybody. Yeah. Um, it, it is It is kind of overwhelming, the choices these days, isn't it? There's so many good wrestlers in so many different right? places. It's so ridiculous now. Uh, who can... God, see, this is, this is where I've got to think. Like, who do I watch a lot? Um, I'd like to wrestle Will Ospreay. I think that'd be a fun match. Um, oh. <laughs> me and Mike Bailey still need to happen. Me versus Canadian me. <laughs> uh... Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I'd like to wrestle Kushida. Oh. Uh, but I know I've got a lot of work i got to do before that happens. Uh, along those mm-hmm. lines, by by profession, I'm a metrics guy. What is the one thing that needs to happen this year for Chip Day for you to call this a successful year? Be it a place you go to, be it um, – an, uh, uh, be it an amount of comfortability you can have, you know, with wrestling financially, what is the one thing that you're looking for this year that's not necessarily your, not the end goal? You know, I know, you know, yeah, I want to go to NXT. Not not necessarily that, but what's one metric you'll be able to point to at the end of this year that you can say, if I accomplish this, this was a successful year? Um, when I finally get my passport, which I know I talked a whole bunch of shit about getting that online a couple months ago, and I said I haven't gotten it. Real life happens, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, Hard to get down to Walgreens but, and then go sit in that office for so long. <laughs> yeah, dude. That and, like, a long time. <laughs> that and rent and bills. Yeah. Well, nope, gas to go to shows and shit. Um, but yeah, so like if I get if I get my passport and I go overseas once in 2018, and I'm gonna go to a Ring of Honor camp this year, and if I can get at least a little something out of that, I think it, it'll be a successful year for me. That's quality attainable goals right there. It's, it's, you, everybody gets focused on the big one. Focus on the ones you can attain right now and have a bigger one next year. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're doing the exact thing you wanted to do. That's how it yeah, works. Little goal by little goal, man. Yeah. Little bit by little bit. Yep. Maybe come back to PCW. Maybe that's a goal you should set. Hey, man. I I, I think I got to talk to somebody about that. I think I know a guy. <laughs> 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 hey, 
Hey, one last thing, Chip. Um, turning it around to to the home state, you know, you're following the footsteps of two great uh, Georgia Wrestling Crown champions. Um, who would you like to defend against? Um, I know, I know, I'm in Joe Black's crosshairs right now for the Georgia Wrestling Crown, and uh, that's fine. That's always a good time. Those are always good fights. Uh, so that's that's a defense that I want that I want to have. And I want I want my state to see. Um, honestly, like I want my reign to be proving that I am Georgia's best. I am the South's best. I want the best from the South, from the Southeast, to come to my state and get this work. That's <laughs> the best way I could put it, man. Come in here and get this work. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, Good. give me Joe Black. Give me, give me John Skyler. Give me Corey Hollis. Uh, give me James Drake. Give me Anthony Henry. Give me everybody. Split the could tag teams see... up. Give me the Ducks. I want everybody. <laughs> could, could we see Chip Chip Day versus Gunnar Miller this year? We might be able to. You might be able to. Somebody might be able to make that happen, but I know, I know that ain't going to be me. I know that ain't going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> I can say yes. That's on somebody else to make that happen. I know a guy who pulls string or two. <laughs> Just saying is all. <laughs> well, we have to look into our options then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Day, where will, where can we see you in the near future? What would you like to plug for yourself uh friday night i am uh at the i believe it's the very first ever chattanooga pro show in chattanooga tennessee i'm uh i don't know who i'm wrestling but i'm pretty sure it's like a tournament i don't know if they've announced it is my a, opponent yet yes it is a tournament it is the first show you might see me there i've been thinking about a little road trip action there. oh so yeah come on man Come on, yeah. you can you can review how I kill somebody. Yeah, I'm always looking for an excuse to go to Chattanooga. This sounds like a good one. So anyway, carry on. Uh, so I've got the chat show on Saturday. Um, I got to go down to Florida next weekend. Um, I've got a night down there, and uh, I'm going to Universal before the show and drinking copious amounts of butter beer. At the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So y'all can come out to uh, Islands of Adventure and find me out there if you want to. <laughs> I'm also getting my hands tattooed next weekend. I'm really excited about yeah. that. You ready for that, son? Yeah. It's not dude, fun. I'm not, it's not, it's not fun, big, I'm, They're not going to be big. It's not they're not, fun, They're not big. Like, one of them is like the little comet gimmick from Cloud Atlas, and the other one's like just going to be some script. I'll be fine. Well, give me a full report. Dude, I've got my skin too, tattooed. Uh, you're right. You're yeah. You're a tough guy. I forget. You're and tough I've got guy. tattoos on my head. <laughs> I think I'm gonna be still, all right. Your hands so are like, hell, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've I've been through hell a few times in the last year. I think I'll be all right. It's like a thumb. Um, <laughs> Twitter hell, real life hell, everything. Um, I'll be fine. Uh, so like, yeah, you can catch me in Florida the, uh, next weekend. You can catch me in Chattanooga this weekend. Um, I might be wandering 
to O&M in Thompson, Georgia on February 10th for Viral Pro. And mm-hmm. then I drive through the night to go to Punk Pro on February 11th in Florida. And Battlefield X is February 18th in Charlotte. Or Concord, one of the two. And then, then on March 11th, we have Alert featuring Tennille Dashwood at Opera for Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. And I will be defending against Trip Cassidy if his punk ass decides to show up. <laughs> oh, Trip will be back, huh? Yeah, and he's going to die. Well, he might not die. He's at least going to bleed for what he did, but it's okay. <laughs> so if y'all want to catch me, that's where I'll be. Um, if you want to, like, you want to like communicate with me or something, like tweet about me or say you know untrue things about me on the internet. You can find me <laughs> at uh, Chipday88 on Facebook and Instagram. Underscore Chipday88 on Twitter. That's the one people really like to use. Um, what else is there? Larry's not laughing or anything. He's guys, are you uncomfortable? Not fine. He's the main one. He's got a lot of accounts he tweets you at. That's what he's, he's worried about. Uh, is that about. what it is? It's Larry. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I knew it was you, Larry. You didn't know that's what um, they call him backstage, his old sub-tweet-ass Larry Goodman? <laughs> but, yeah, man, that's uh, that's my schedule for, like, the next month or so. That's where you can find me. Um, cool. I mean, I'm not hard to find. If you want to come catch me in Marietta, please. Come find me. Come get this work. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chip, we appreciate it. Thanks thanks for giving us some of your time this evening. No, dude, it was good to talk to you guys. Hopefully I wasn't too standoffish and dickish. Well not too bad. I'm gonna write a I'm gonna write a pretty bad. Me. That's just me being me though, right? <laughs> That's all right. I know. I wouldn't expect anything else. <laughs> You still there, Mr. Hankins? Yeah, there I am. Oh, here I am. Yeah. I keep okay. I Everybody's can't still here. We didn't die. I can't. I can't stay still. I keep moving and things drop out. Well, all right, old buddy. Good to wrap with you for a minute, man. Don't be so yeah. Strange, thanks man. a lot, man. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll Pre- see you guys soon. We'll be yeah. Around. We. I, I think I have a feeling you will, Chip. All right. Good deal, man. Good deal. I'll see you guys Take soon. Care. Y'all have a good night. All right, you man. too. See you. I still distinctly remember the first PCW show I ever went to. I'm like, who, who is this kid with this weird shoulder apparatus on? He is kicking <laughs> the hell out of people. <laughs> yeah, he, as he was referencing, my first time seeing Chip Day was, I think, at PWE when he was, what, I don't know, 16, 15? He was a kid. Yeah, uh, as you he said, the whole thing with him. 140, 150 pounds, right? You knew the guy had talent, but man, he was just yeah. just a kid. Yeah. Um. Well, th- yeah. Thanks a lot, Mr. Hankins. I really appreciate it. You jumping in and. Uh, I still got I'm it. Sure Larry. Be... I still got it. <laughs> yeah, you should get back into the podcasting game. You know what? I do. I do a little. I do some side stuff. Um. <laughs> I do a little bit here and there. Um, but yeah, the world never knows when I might jump back in this thing. So as far as tipping point goes, in no particular order, we hope in coming weeks to have 
A.J. Steele, the assassin Jody Hamilton. What? Uh, yes, yes, and I think we're going to have Stevie Richards. And we shall see who else, but I think we've got those three that will be coming up over the next oh, four or five weeks or so. So, um, right. yeah, so stay tuned. And, and we're never one more than one weekend away from some giant controversy. We're pretty much due, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you keep us informed, uh, Mr. Hankins, as as things uh, progress here with PCW and when the next I will event do is going to be. I am, I am pent up. I'm tense. I, it feels like you know. I feel like I keep forgetting something. Like I'm constantly like, oh man, I know I got no, no. We're we're not running this weekend. I got to figure it out. But yeah. I expect something to come real soon. And you best well, folks, bet thanks. when we do get our building, it's going to be <laughs> Katie bar the door. <laughs> folks, thanks for listening, and uh, we shall see you back on the tipping point. Eh, if not next week, the week after. We'll get around to it sometime. <laughs> Take care. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.